if you're in a house of bondage, a situation of bondage, a circumstance of bondage, the Lord is saying, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I'm bringing you out of that house of bondage. I'm bringing you out of that place of difficulty. I'm bringing you out, but not by your own strength, but by the strength of my arm, the right arm of God. Let's read together in chapter 13, verses 14 through 16. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? that you shall say to him, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. By strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, out of the place of misery, out of the place where there was, there was thievery and robbery and destructive forces all around you out of the place of robbery, out of the place of misery, I brought you out. He said, I brought you out. You're going to tell your sons, your daughters, the Lord brought us out. It was the hand of the Lord that brought us out, out of the place of bondage. Verse 15, and it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed the firstborn in the land of Egypt both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. He says, therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall be as a sign to your hand, on your hand, and on the frontlets between your eyes, for the strength of hand the Lord brought, it says, for by the strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. By the strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. And so here, he says, it's going to be a sign. It's going to be, it's going to be on your hand. It'll be on, on your forehead, right? That's what he told the old, in the Old Testament. That's what he told it then. But he's telling you right now that according to Romans 10, 8, he says, the word is now near you. The word is now near you. It's much closer than your hand, and it's much closer than your forehead. The word is now near you. It is in your mouth. The word is now near you. It is in your heart. The word of God is now near you, so near that you can't separate yourself from the word when you're in the word. So near that you don't have to look in the mirror to make sure it's still on your forehead. So near that it's on your tongue. So near that it's written on your heart. God wants you to write his word on the tablets of your heart, for that's what he's done for you. And as you meditate on the word and you let it be in your heart, he says, the word that is planted inside of you, let that word go forth. Because that's the word word of breakthrough. That's the word for miracles. That's the word for signs and for wonders. That is the word to release your family. That is the word that's going to release your family from bondage, from, dis from disappointment, from abuse, from misery, from being unequally yoked, from being unequally yoked. May every place in your life right now where there is an unequally yoked relationship right now, may the fire of God right now drive away every spirit of blindness, every spirit of confusion, every spirit of compromise, every place where the enemy is running rampant in that relationship. I decree right now wholeness to those relationships, equally 
by the power of God's outstretched arm. What did we just read? He said, read this to your children, that it was by the power of God's outstretched arm that he delivered us from the house of bondage. From the house of bondage. The last time I checked, the Bible says that you do not live in a house of bondage, but a house of freedom, a house of deliverance, a house of healing, the house of bread, the house of God. We live in the house of God, for the Lord lives on the inside of us. We're temples of the Most High God, and he's filled us up with the Holy Ghost. So we're now temples. Is your temple holy? Temples of the Lord God. With the bread of God, which is the life of God, is being infused on the inside of us. And we live and we move and we walk and we act and we talk by his being. Oh, there's no other way to live. That's why I started with that, with what we just read. We just read. He came and Jacob struggled but he prevailed all night long. And he pressed in. Some of you need to prevail. Some of you need to get a little bit more of a backbone and prevail. Because the promises of God are yes and amen. God doesn't change his mind. When you find the word of God, which is the word of promise, you hang on to that word of promise. And he says, Lord, you said. Lord, you said. And if you said, then I'm standing firm on that word. Lord, I'm not going to take any other answer because you said in your word, you said you were healing me. You said you were restoring me. You said my children were going to praise you. You said I saw it in a vision, Lord. You saw it in a vision. And we all jumped on that one. You saw it in a vision. So how many of you know that when you see with the eyes of your spirit that you're going to receive a you're going to receive. It's the mind, it's your own thoughts that you have to make sure line up with the will of God. Don't disqualify what God is trying to, you know, bring forth in your life. Hallelujah. The word is near you. What I just read, I read that scripture, Romans 10, 8. The word is near you. It's in your mouth? The word, you're, the word is near you. It's in your mouth? And it's in your heart. Say, it's in my mouth. And it's in my heart. The word is near me. It's in my mouth. It's in my heart. That is the word of faith of which we preach. What did the Lord do? He brought him out of the house of? With his strong arm. He brought him out of the house of bondage with his strong arm. Now let's go back. I want, I, let us go back now. Let us go back to chapter 12 of Exodus and in verse 29. Now we know what the Lord did. I just read it to you. We already know the end. He brought him out. But let's look at that last plague. Let's look at that last plague. Because it took losing everything for someone in order for someone else to go free. It didn't have to, but it did because of stubbornness. Look at verse, chapter 12 of Exodus. And in verse 29, we're going to read 29. And we're going to go down to 32. And it came to pass at midnight. Someone say at midnight. Lots happened. A lot, lot of things happen at midnight. At midnight, uh, the prison gates were opened. Uh, the, sca the, the, the scales fell and the shackles fell and the chains fell. At midnight, the prison doors were opened, right? We got an at midnight testimony coming forth here. We have an at midnight testimony. When you prevail, like Jacob, prevail, prevail, prevail. The word is prevail because at midnight, the shackles will fall. At midnight, as you pray for your loved one, you don't know what's happening, but at midnight, release. There is a breakthrough. 
But here in this story, it says, and it came to pass that at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt and from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all of the firstborn of the livestock. And so Pharaoh rose in the night, he and all his servants and all of the Egyptians, and there was a great cry for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Destruction, misery, because of hardness of heart, because of stubbornness of heart, destruction and misery, because he would not let my people go, because he would not listen to the voice of God's servant. When God said to Moses, I want you to go before Pharaoh, and I want you to tell him, let my people go. But he wouldn't. He, stub he was stubborn. He continued to harden his heart. Don't let your heart be hardened. Don't let your heart be hardened. The Bible is very clear about a hardened heart, and you don't get anything good, nothing at all. And so in verse 31, it says, And he called for Moses and for Aaron, and he said, Rise up and go from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as you have said. And take your flocks and your herds, and as you have said, and be gone and, and bless me also. He's still wanting a blessing. Fine, that's fine. Uh, Pharaoh says, that's fine. Go. Why does it take some people losing everything before they finally give up and say go? Why? Hardness of heart, trying to do it their own way. Why does it take some people to lose everything before they're humble and before they surrender themselves? My goodness, my goodness. It took 430 years. That's how long. 430 years had passed from the time that Jacob's family came to this place of Egypt to the time where the exodus took place, the leaving, the mass exodus. That was a long time, you guys. That was a long time. And God raised up this man, and God raised him up to speak to the one in charge. God raised him up in confidence. He raised him up in Pharaoh, in, in strength, I mean, in, in confidence and strength. But how do you know that God is not doing the very same thing for you? I want to encourage somebody today that there are Moseses in this room and there are Aaron's in this room that God is using you right now and wants to use you in a greater way, raising you up to stand against the Pharaoh, to stand against the, all the stubborn spirits. So it might take losing everything before they finally at least say, let the will of God come to pass. But you're not going to falter in the middle. You're not going to quit in the middle. You're going to stand and you're going to prevail. And you're going to prevail all night long. If it, has to, if it takes that, you're going to prevail all night long. You're going to pray and you're going to push. You're going to pray and you're going to push until you see something happen. You're going to pray and you're going to believe until you see the power of God. You're going to stand for your daughter. You're going to stand for your husband. You're going to stand for your wife. You're going to pray and you're going to believe. You're going to stand for your parents. You're standing for that which God has told you to stand for. And you all have assignments from the Lord. And I just feel that so strongly that the Lord wants to encourage you this evening. That as he raised up Moses to be a great deliverer. That God is using the remnant, his church, the remnant, the body, the church of God. 
that are on fire, that are not willing to be shortchanged. I'm not willing to be shortchanged. Are you? We're not willing to be shortchanged. Abraham, is that your friend that is sitting next to you? What is his name? Hmm? Maverick. Would you stand up, Maverick? Just lift your hands before the Lord, Maverick. Father, every dream, every desire that you have given him, everything even from a youth that he's been waiting and believing for, Lord, I thank you. We come in agreement right now with the perfect will of God over his life. I thank you that doors are opening over you, Maverick, right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for doors of influence. Influence that you're going to influence a generation for Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you're going to use this man in a mighty way. Lord, I thank you for the radical love of God that is upon his life. I thank you that he's a, he's a deep worshiper. The Lord is saying right now that you're a deep worshiper. In other words, you go deep into the wells of God's heart. You go deep into the wells of God's heart, and you are not willing to be shortchanged. You continue to press in. And so, Father, I thank you for this man of God. And even just as his name, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, speedily. Lord God, speedily, Lord God, that you come upon him with speed, with great speed. I thank you for the increase. I thank you, Lord God, for an avalanche. Lord God, and just a catapulting, Lord God, moving him forward, thrusting him forward in his divine calling. Lord, I bless right now what you're doing in his life. Father, I thank you right now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. I feel my hand getting hot right now. I thank you right now for the anointing of God over you. Let the anointing of God right now over your life increase. Take a deep breath. Say more. There it is. There it is. There it is. Let the anointing of God right now fill him. Fill him. Fill him. The increase of God. Glory. Wow. More, Lord. More, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You were highlighted to me even when we were, you were highlighted to me even when people were coming up here for prayer. I see glory. I see the cloud. I'd call it glory, but I see a cloud over you. It's God's cloud. It's the cloud of God's glory. I've never seen that on a person before. I've seen it in a room, but I see it. No, I'm telling you, Abraham, no disrespect. I'm just saying that it's so strong on him. But in faith, you got to see Abraham. But I'm, I see it upon you. That's because God is just showing it to me. That doesn't mean you don't have it, Abraham. But there is something. I know, I'm like, gee. But I mean, it's like so cut and dry. I just see it. I see it. So, Lord, what you're doing in Maverick, I thank you. I thank you for the cloud of glory. It's very significant. We know it's the presence of God. You're being marked out tonight. You're being marked out. Lord, mark him out. Even more. Mark him out. Even more. Does anybody see that cloud of glory? glory? Or is it just me? I see it so strong. It's like it's like a hazy. I see Abraham so clearly. But with you, it's like I see a haze. There's a cloud. Well, the Lord's showing me for a reason, because he wanted me to call that out. I'm telling you, it's the first time I've ever seen that on an individual. I've seen it in the room, but on an individual so clearly. Thank you, Lord. It's still there. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. It's still there. Oh, I don't make this stuff up. I hear God too much. I would never make that up. 
I fear God too much, I would never make that up. People make those kinds of things up. You know that. People do make those things up. Well, God forbid, not, uh, not here. Not here. being poured on him. Gold, oil. It's pouring. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, so, so where Pharaoh had to lose everything because he wouldn't surrender, Moses gained. The Israelites gained. They gained their freedom. But it wasn't easy. But they gained their freedom. But look at verses 35 and 36 of Exodus 12. It says, Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses. They had done according to the word of the Lord. When we do according to the word of the Lord. And it says, And they asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and of gold and the clothing. In other words, they weren't going to leave without blessing the blessing that God already promised them. Don't come to the end and think, oh, it's okay, it's enough because I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of pressing in. When God promises you the cattle on a thousand hills, then you're going to step up and press into the cattle on a thousand hills. He said the gold, the silver, and the clothing. He says you're going to take that from the Egyptians. Remember, Pharaoh said at one point in time in the story, you can go, but you can't take this stuff with you. And he said, well, then forget it yet. I'm not going yet because until I leave with everything God said is mine, I'm not leaving. Did you guys catch that in the midst of the story? Because I know we read it, but I don't know if you are all here. Well, he said, oh, no, that's, there's no deal here. We're not making deals. This is not let's make a deal. Uh-uh. What God said is what's going to be prevailing, right? Whatever God said is what's going to prevail. But see, people don't do that. So people get tired in the race. They get tired in the fight. And then they actually said, okay, well, this is good enough. This, I'll settle. But they don't call it settling. But I'll settle. But we're not going to settle. You're going to receive the fullness. I'm here to lift up your hands. We're here to lift up one another's arms. We're here to say, no, what God promised you fully is fully yours. Don't allow the enemy to shortchange you. Don't quit. Don't quit. Uh, amen? Okay, where were we? Verse 35, articles of silver, gold, and clothing. And it says, and the Lord had given the people favor. Somebody say favor. I've got favor. You've got favor. You've got favor from the Lord. You've got favor from the Lord your God all over you. Favor in the sight of uh, your enemies. Favor in the sight of the Egyptians. They had favor in the sight of those that hated them. They had favor in the sight of those that lied against them. They had favor in the sight of those that slandered them. They had favor in sight. In, in other words, your enemies are going to watch you be favored. The enemy is going to watch you be favored. The enemy is going to watch you walk away with your daughter in hand. Uh, the enemy is going to watch you walk away as a godly mother with your rights intact. In the name of Jesus, the enemy is going to watch you be favored. Yes? Come on up. Come on up. Share it. the mic someplace. Yeah, right there. Go ahead and share it in the mic. Okay. Because it's on. Yeah. Okay. So I felt like
back and his stomach was hurting and I just kind of laid down and the Lord came on me. I just felt like I was stretching and stretching. I'm like, God. And God reminded me when I was in high school, I never wanted to be six feet. So I prayed all the time to stay under six feet. I prayed all the time to stay under six feet. And then when I graduated high school, I was 5'11". But just right now, God said, you limited yourself, but I honored your prayers. I never intended your body to be 5'11". I intended you to be over six feet, but you chose to be under six feet. And she said, so your body, your organs, things didn't fit because that's not how I designed you. And he said, right now, you've finally learned to submit instead of wanting what you want all the time, Connie. You're finally learning that I want more for you than you could ever ask for. So... Have a measuring tape, but I think I might be six foot right now. <laughs> but that was what like, about what about because you had pain and stuff? Remember, it's, it's like all it's, it just kept dissolving, and then I would stretch and I'd feel pain, and then it would like go away, and then I would stretch. I just was laying there. I'm like, I feel like stretch Armstrong. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's still it's not the way it was. But, but I just keep feeling like I'm stretching, but I didn't want to just. I was like. What do you mean it's not the way it was? What does that mean? I mean, at first it was just, it just felt like a big clump of this pain, and it just oh, took okay. so much energy from me, and I oh. just felt like this, but now I feel like it has room. Okay. Well, that's leave. a good not the way it was. So in other words, there's, that's an improvement. Like yeah. God is healing because he's stretching you. Because he's stretching me. He's he goes, making room for more. I, I intended you to be, but he said I honored your prayers when you were young because I was afraid. I was afraid to be six foot. I didn't want that for myself. I felt like I was too tall. But God's like, that's not how I designed you. You know I what? I designed you for something. I'm going to make you maybe 6'2". No, sorry, 6'2". <laughs> Whatever you want, Lord. Whatever but, you want. However tall you want to make me. But what he reminded me of is that I need to stop limiting what that's he it. That's wants it, to put that's in it. my that's life. It. That's it. That's it. Oh, I don't need it. You can go wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's powerful. No, you said something very important there. And as a matter of fact, um, right now, because that was like, that was a word that was like manna from heaven right now. And I, I believe that was for other people in this room too. And so let the revelation of the Lord come upon you right now. If there was any place in your life, throughout your life, that maybe you limited God, and it could have been because of fear, rejection, whatever the reasons were, but there were reasons that you said, Lord, I don't want this. Lord, and God honored your prayer, but it limited your, it limited your walk. It limited you. Wow, that was powerful. So right now I'm asking for the Lord to search, search your hearts that he would show you the areas where you were limited because of your own prayer and God's grace. He was gracious, but it still cost you something. It cost you to not walk in the fullness. Lord, right now, wherever that is, I'm asking and from whoever that is, that you put them in remembrance. Lord, if there's anything, Lord God, that needs to be put to remembrance right now, put them back in that time. Remind them, Lord God, of something, whether it was a vow, something they prayed, and it limited them all these years. And right now, for some of you, you're getting that, that real revelation. God is bringing it to your mind. For some, it'll probably happen later. But for some that are getting it right now, just say, Lord, forgive me. I, I don't want to limit you. Lord, I repent, and I'm asking for a second chance. This is what we love about the God of the second chances. 
He's a God of the second and third and fourth. And he says, you know, just, you know, get back up, right? How many times? Just keep on getting back up, right? And so we repent and we say, Lord, would you, by your great mercy and your outstretched arm, grant unto me that which was your original design for me? Just pray that right now. That which was God's original design for you, would you grant unto me that which was your original design for me. I will not shortchange myself, and I repent for doing so. Now I receive. Now I receive the fullness. Now I receive everything that you had always promised, and I thank you for sight in life to see the fulfillment of this prayer, even as Connie did. In the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's children said, Amen. Hallelujah. That was powerful. Powerful. So, uh, wow. Thank you, Lord. You know, God took them out in the sight of the Egyptians, allowed them to come out, allowed them to leave in the sight of the Egyptians. They had favor in the sight of their enemy, and favor grants. God's favor upon your life is granting yours the request couple verses on favor proverbs eight thirty five. for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the lord that means for us who believe in the lord jesus christ that have made him our lord and savior that we have favor from the lord our god i want you to decree it over your life that according to the word in in proverbs eight thirty five, i have favor with God. I have favor from God. Favor surrounds me. The Bible says uh, that we are to let not mercy and truth forsake you, but bind them around your neck. Uh, write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor with and it says, and high esteem in the sight of God and man. That is in Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4, for those that are taking notes. You're going to find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Favor with God and man. Not just favor, favor and high esteem. God is raising up his bride. He says, you keep your heart right before me, but I'm going to raise you up. You say, yeah, but I've got all these enemies, all these people, and all, my reputation. Leave your reputation with God. Leave it alone. Stop being so concerned about your reputation and let God take care of that. And you keep on moving forward with him because he says, I have favor for you. And it's both with God and man, not just favor, but favor and high esteem. That means that he wants to raise you up. And he's looking for godly men and women that are not going to shrink back. They're not going to shrink back. Maverick, you're not shrinking back. You're moving forward. You were named correctly. You were named correctly. Okay, so one more scripture on 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 uh, favor and and such, and it's Zephaniah three seventeen. The Lord your God is in your midst. How many of you know if the Lord your God is in your midst? Then favor of God is within you too. The Lord your God is in your midst. And he says, the mighty one will, he says, the mighty one will save. 
The mighty one will save. The mighty one is saving you right now. The mighty one is in your midst. And the mighty one is saving your sons and daughters. The mighty one is saving you right now. The mighty one is saving you, which means saved, healed, and delivered. Totally, completely. The whole package. Say the whole package. And he's increasing the fire and the tenacity and the love of God. Oh, the love of God. And we need that radically in this generation, in this day and hour. So he says, the Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I'm going to have you all stand up right now. Let us all stand up. Just lift your hands up before the Lord. Because the Lord says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is in your midst. That means the Lord your God is with you right now. And he is mighty to save. The Lord your God is with you. And he says he's rejoicing over you with gladness right now. I want you to feel the pleasure of the Lord rejoicing over you with gladness right now. I want you to feel the pleasure of the Lord rejoicing over you with gladness right now. When you know that God rejoices over you with gladness, you have no hesitation to walk up before the throne room of God and ask and to press in and to believe just with simple faith, like childlike faith. He says, just come, just come, just come, because I'm rejoicing over you with singing. I'm rejoicing over you with gladness. I've got all the treasures in and I've got it for you. It is all for you, and it's time to receive right now. Leave the past in the past. We're going forward. We are not looking back. We're moving forward. I decree the blessing of the Lord be upon you, be upon your family. I, de I decree the blessing of the Lord right now to overwhelm and overtake you. I thank you, Lord God, for financial increase. I thank you, Lord God, right now for supernatural encounters. I thank you right now for supernatural favor. I thank you for supernatural favor. I decree supernatural favor over you. I decree strength and wisdom. I decree godly character to rise and increase. I decree the discernment of the Lord to increase and the healing of your bodies to increase. In the mighty name of Jesus, glory, glory, let us give him praise. Somebody say yes. Glory. All glory, all honor be yours, King of kings and Lord of lords. We receive this word of God. We receive this move of your spirit. What you did here tonight, Lord, we receive it fully, Lord God. The Lord brought them out of the house of bondage by his strong arm. And the Lord is bringing you out of any place of bondage by his strong arm. Amen. Hallelujah.